Hey friends, what's up? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Chaf, Daf 20 of Masech the Beitzah. Uh, friends, what does Daf Chaf talk about? Daf Chaf discusses um, uh, Korbanis, Smicha on Korbanis, doing Smicha on a um, Olas Re'iya. Do you do Smicha on an Olas Re'iya or not? Um, well, yes, you do. But, okay, we'll get into the details over there. Uh, and then we get into, um, in general, the uh, machlokas between Beis and Beis Hillel uh, regarding the um, Olas Ru'iyah that we learned in our Mishnah that according to Beis Shama you would not offer an Olas Ru'iyah and Yom Tov according to Beis Hillel you would. So we're going to discuss that as well. Friends, let's begin on the Futas Amud Beis, like... Four lines from the bottom. Very, very nice. So, Allah's um, Rabbi Shimon had said yesterday that you can offer on Sukkis, on Yom Tif, you can offer a Korban Toda. And when you offer that Korban Toda, you could be Yotze for Shalmei Simcha, right? For, for, well, for, for, you know, for eating meat on Yom Tif. However, when you but by bringing a Korban Toda on Yom Tov of Sukkot, you are not going to be uh, Yotze a your Korban Chagiga, right? Of course, on, on, on Yom Tov, on, on Shalash Rugalim, there's a mitzvah to bring a Shalmei Chagiga. So by bringing the Korban Toda, you, while, you know, it could be contributing to your Simcha of eating Basr, of eating meat on Yom Tov, you, you will not be Yotze by way of your Korban Toda, your Chiyuv of Shalmei Chagiga, you will still have to bring a Korbin, uh, uh, sh- uh, uh, you know, Shlomim, Shalmei Chagiga, Pshita. The Gemara says, this is obvious, Lemaise. Well, you have a Chiyuv, you have to bring a Shalmei Chagiga, and if that's the case, and if you have an obligation to bring a, a Shalmei Chagiga, well then, um, it, it has to come from chulin. You wouldn't be able to repurpose to feed two birds with one seed, so to speak, with um, you know by using your korban toda as your shalmei chagiga as well. Rather, you have to bring a separate shalmei chagiga. But bringing your korban toda on um, yom tif, it will you know count as sort of. And, you know, enjoying yourself on the Yom Tif, and, you know, eating, um, you know, eating meat on Yom Tif. So the Gemara answers, well, the Chiddush here, that when we say that you are not, that it doesn't work for your Korban, Shalom uh, Chagiga, even though that's obvious, however, we're talking about even if he's explicit about it. Kilu, even if he says explicitly, look, I'm going to bring, right, Right. If he says, look, I'm going to bring a Korban Toda, and by bringing this Korban Toda, I'm going to be Yotze also my Shalmei Chagiga. Or if a fellow says, I'm going to be a Nazir, and when my Nazirus ends, you know what I'm going to use to pay for the Korbanis that, that, that I have to bring at the end of my Nazirus? I'm talking going to use money from my Sersheni to feed two birds with one seed. And 
Kilu, I have this money that I have to bring to Jerusalem, right? I had uh, all this Meister Shani produce from my field. I transferred the value onto money. I'm now going to bring that money to Yerushalayim. Why don't I use that money to pay for my korbanis that I have to bring at the end of my Naziris? And like this, I'll, I'll feed two birds with one seed. And so even if he's explicit, he says, Areni Nazir, I am going to be a Nazir, Ve'agaleach Mimos Meister Shani. And when it's all over, I'm Davka going to use my Sersheni money to pay for my korbanis that I bring at the end. Mahu. So does so Rishlakish ask Rabbi Yochanan, does that work or not? Omerle to which Rabbi Yochanan responds, Nodr ve'eno yotze, that when he says, look, I'm going to bring a korban toda, so sure, he's got to bring a korban toda, but he, it's not going to work for the Shalman Chagiga. You're going to have to bring a separate Shalman Chagiga, Nazir ve'eno migaleach, and he's going to be a Nazir. However, at the end, he will still will not be able to use um, the money of Meister Sheni for his korbanis that he needs to bring. So we, the Chiddush over here is that even though he says explicitly, look, I'm going to bring a korban toda and it's also going to, I want it to also be for my Shami Chagiga, says, uh, so the Chiddush of Rav Lazar Bib Shimon is that it um, doesn't, is that, is that it won't work for your Shami Chagiga. You have to bring a separate Shami Chagiga. There was a certain fellow who told other fellows, Give Ploni, give so-and-so 400 Zuz, and then he'll marry my daughter. Sounds very nice. Give this fellow 400 Zuz, Mazel tov, now he can marry my daughter. Alright. So, says her Papa, okay, so what you do is, you give the fellow the 400 Zuz, because that was the instruction, give the fellow 400 Zuz, so you give him 400 Zuz, but the second part of the stipulation of, and now he's got to marry my daughter, um, if he wants to marry the daughter, he can marry the daughter, if he doesn't want to marry the daughter, he doesn't have to marry the daughter, alright? Now that's because the order in which he made his stipulation was that first give him four hundred zuz and then have it and then and then he'll marry my daughter. But if he said, look, marry my daughter and then you get four hundred zuz, well, if that's the case, he nosiv shakil below nosiv lo shakil. If he um, if he marries the daughter, so then he could collect his 400 Zuz. If he doesn't marry the daughter, well, then he cannot collect the 400 Zuz. Okay, so up to him. Yosef Mireymar, Vika'amr la'ashmaitim shmeidinafshe. So Mireymar was sitting and he said over this, this, this halacha anonymously, right? Meaning we had said that Rishlakish asked Yochanan, what if a fellow says, I'm going to bring a Korban Toda, and it's also going to work as my Shami Chagiga. So, so, so Rishlakish asked Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan said it doesn't work, it, you have to bring a Korban Toda, but it's not going to count as Shami Chagiga. So, Mireymar said over this halacha, but Mishmei Denashe, he just said it as halacha, he didn't quote um, uh, Rishlakish and Rabbi Yochanan. Om le Ravina le Mireymar, and Ravina responds to Mireymar, Atun ochi masnisula, Sure, you learned it anonymously just as a plain halacha, but onun kidba mine rishlakish mebiochun masnin Allah. We actually learn it as a dialogue between rishlakish and rebiochun. That rishlakish asks rebiochun, hey, what, uh, you know, what if a fellow says I'm going to bring a korban toda, but it's also going to double as my korban shlamim? And does that work? 
Meshamachagiga, uh, right, that the Korban Toda is going to double, is also Meshamachagiga, does that work? And Rabbi Yochanan says, uh, no, it doesn't. You have to bring a Korban Toda, but it won't work for your Shalmei Chagiga as well. Um, it will not work for that, only for the Korban Toda. Fine. So now a teacher of Brysis taught before Rabbi Yitzchak Barabba. You ready for what he taught? So it says that on the eighth day of the Miluim, the Miluim were the seven days leading up to the to the Chanukah um, Samizbeach, to the Akoma Samishkan. So, so, so on the eighth day, it was on the eighth day uh, of the Miluim. So Aharon had to bring a Korban Ola. And this was an Ola's Chova. Right? This, uh, yeah, he had to, this was a Korban Ola that he had to bring. Now the question is, um, well, let's not say that for now. The Pasuk says, what does it say? It says, That, okay, Aharon, he offered the Ola. And he did it kamishpat as it was supposed to be done. Well, kamishpat, like the laws, like the rules. Which rules? Kamishpat olas nedava, like the rules, like the halachis of the the voluntary ola. Right. So it says that Aharon offered an ola that he was commanded to bring, an ola schova, and he did it kamishpat like the rules, like which rules, like the rules of the voluntary offering. Lomid al ola schova. And from here we learn that the Ola Schova, that a Korban Ola that is obligatory, like Aharon offered on the eighth day of the Miluim, you have to do Smicha, just like um, uh, an Olas Nedava, as we learn in, I believe, the beginning of uh, Sefer Vayikra. It says, uh, where's this Pasuk? Yeah, the beginning of Sefer Vayikra, it says, by an Olas Nedava, a voluntary Ola offering, that you will lean on it, you will do Smicha. So when it says by the Ola Schova, the obligatory Korban Ola that Aharon offered at the end of the, on day eight of the Miluim. So, so it says that he offered the obligatory Ola Kamishpat, like the rules, like which rules? Like the rules of the voluntary Ola, i.e. that he does Smicha also by an Ola Schova. to which, um, Reb Yitzchak Bar Abba responds to this teacher of Brises. He says, who, who told you this? Because after all, Beis Shammai, this has to be the opinion of Beis Shammai. Dilogamre, Shalmei Chova, Mishalmei That they don't learn out Shalmei Chova from Shalmei Whereas by Shalmei Nidava, right, voluntary Shlomim offerings, you also have to do Smicha because it says both, right, both by an Ola and by a Shlomim that are voluntary. It says in the Torah that you'll do smicha, you'll lean on the animal. Now, Beishamai in our Mishnah had said that you offer the Shami Chagiga on Yom Tif, but you don't do smicha on it. So Shami Chagiga is a Korban Chova. And what it would seem for now, at least in this perspective, Beishamai is saying that you don't do smicha on the Shalmi Chova. So after all, we see that um, Beishamai says that... Um, while by Shalmei Nidava, by voluntary Shlomim offerings, you do smicha. However, that does not extend to obligatory Shlomim offerings. By Shalmei Chofa, by obligatory Shlomim offerings, you do not do smicha. And therefore, it would follow that just like by obligatory Shlomim offerings, 
you do not do smicha. So mistama then, by obligatory, ola offerings, you do not do smicha. And therefore, if we're saying that we have a pasuk over here to say, to teach that uh, by obligatory ola offerings, you do do smicha, that we do compare the sha- the, the olas chova to the olas nedava. So then mistama, that would be basilel who says that you do do smicha by Shalme Chagiga, and therefore, um, what am I talking about? One second, one second, one second, one second. One second, one second, one second. Beishamai says that by the um, Shalme Chova, uh, right? By the Korban Shlamim, by the Shalme Chagiga, which is a Chiyuv, so you don't do smicha, as we learn in our Mishnah. Therefore, we need the Pasuk by the Olas Chova to teach me that I need to do smicha, right? So it says, Vayaseh Kamishpat, that he did it like the rules of the rules of the um, Olas Nidava, that over there you do smicha. So I need the Pasuk to teach me that Vayaseh Kamishpat, by an Olas Chova, to teach that by an Olas Chova you do smicha. So whereas by a um, Shalmei Chova, Beis Shammai does not learn out from the Shalmei Nidava that you would do smicha by the Shalmei Chova. Therefore, I need the Pasuk to teach me that when it comes to Olas Chova, you do do smicha. However, according to Beis Hillel, who says in our Mishnah that you bring uh, Shalmei Chagiga on Yom Tif and you do smicha, so Memele, we see that he learns out um, Shalmei Chova, right, Shalmei Chagiga, from Shalmei Nidava where you do smicha. And if that's the case, so then Mimele, I would say the same thing, that also by um, Olas Chova, you would do smicha just like you do smicha by Olas Nedava. I don't need to learn that out from the Pasuk. Just like uh, Basila says that by uh, Shalmei Chova, you do smicha because we learn it out from Shalmei Nedava. So I'll just Mimele say the same thing by Olas Chova, that you would do uh, smicha just like Olas Nedava. I don't need a Pasuk to teach me that. Wow, I hope I didn't confuse anybody there. So again, So if Yitzchak Bar Abba responds to this teacher, he says, who told you this, this, this teaching that Vayasel Kamishpat is how we learn out that by Olas Chova you do Smicha? Because Beishamai, that must be the opinion of Beishamai, that they do not learn out obligatory shlamim offerings from voluntary shlamim offerings. That whereas by voluntary shlamim offerings you do smicha, by obligatory offerings you do not do, uh, by, by obligatory shlamim offerings you do not do smicha. Therefore I need the pasuk of Ayaseh Kamishpat to teach me that however by obligatory ola offerings you do do smicha. Because if it's Basila, Kevin the Gamri Shalmi Chova Mishalmi Nidava. Well, since in our Mishnah they said that you offer on Yom Tev Shalmi Chagiga and you do Smicha, so Mimele, they must be learning out Shalmi Chova from Shalmi Nidava. So then it follows that by Olas Chova, we'll learn it out from Olas Nidava. And just by Ola, like by Olas Nidava, you do Smicha, you lean on the animal. So also by um, Olas Chova, you would lean on, lean on the animal. I wouldn't need this posu. I wouldn't need a pasuk to teach me that by olas chova you do smicha digamim by olas nedava because memele will just learn it out from olas nedava just like they do the same thing by shalme chova learning it out from shalme nedava 
that it needs smicha. Umimai de beisilal shalmei chova mishalmei nidava gamri. Now the Gemara questions that logic and asks, but how do you know that that's true? How do you know that beisilal shalmei chova mishalmei nidava gamri? How do we know that beisilal learns out the obligation for smicha by shalmei chova by shalmei chagiga? Because they learn it out, well, since you do by Shalme Nedava Smicha, so then Memele, you do Smicha by Shalme Chova. Dilma, maybe, me olas Chova Gamre, Veolas Chova Gufa Bayakra. So maybe, actually, how do we know that according to Beis Hillel, how does Beis Hillel learn that by Shalme Chova, i.e., Shalme Chagiga, um, you need to um, do smicha. Maybe they learn it out well because we have this pasuk, this pasuk by Olas Chova that says Vayaseh Kamishpat and Kamishpat of the Olas Nedava of the voluntary Ola. And just like by the voluntary Ola, it requires smicha. So therefore, by the obligatory Ola, it also requires smicha. And then we'll say that just like by the obligatory Ola offering, it requires smicha. So then also by the obligatory Shlamim offering, um, it requires smicha. Uh, by the obligatory Shlamim offering, it requires smicha. So Kilu, why are you assuming that our starting point is voluntary Shlamim offerings? And to say that since by voluntary shlam offerings it requires smicha, therefore memele by obligatory shlam offerings it also requires smicha. Maybe the starting point is obligatory ola offerings to say that just like by obligatory ola offerings we require smicha. And how do we know that from this pasuk of vayaseh kamishpat? So just like by vol- uh, obligatory ola offerings it requires smicha, so memele also by obligatory shlamim offerings. It requires smicha, but according to Basil also you would require this pasuk. So Maishna Mishalme Nidava Delo Kamri. So the Gemara says, well, technically speaking, how come you wouldn't want to learn out Shalme Chova from Shalme Nidava? Shekin Mitsuyin. Well, because Shalme Nidava, you can argue, are different from Shalme Chova in that you can bring a Shalme Nidava whenever you want. I decide I want to bring a Shlamim, go bring a Shlamim. But Shalme Chova, you can't just bring whenever you want. There are specific times when you bring a Shalme Chova, such as um, uh, on the Shalash Regalim, you bring um, uh, Shalme Chagiga, for example, three times a year. That's not whenever you want. So therefore, maybe I'll say, the, you know, the reason why I wouldn't be able to learn out Shalme um, Chova from Shalmei Nidava is because Shalmei Nidava I can bring whenever I want. Whereas Shalmei Chova, there are specific times when you have to bring a Shalmei Chova. Whereas Meola and Meola's Chova Nami Logami. And I can also argue, well, I also wouldn't want to learn out Shalmei Chova from Ola's Chova because Shekin Kalu. Because Ola's Chova and Korban Ola in general, you burn the entire animal. Shlamim. Part of it goes in the mezbeach for Hashem. Part of it goes to the quantum. Part of it goes to the to, to the to the person who offers it. So you know it's different from an ola in that respect. That an ola is entirely burnt, whereas a shlamim is not entirely burnt. You know, different parts go to the mezbeach, to the quantum, to the to the bringer. So therefore, asimi benaya. So in the end, it actually comes out from the tzada shavit, from the from the common denominator, which is that well, you have shalme nedava, which is a right voluntary shlamim. Which is offer you know a, a korban yachid a korban that's offered by one person and we say that it requires smicha and we also have the olas 
chova, the olas re'iyah, which is a korban that is brought by a yachid by a single person and it also requires smicha. So we say, look, sure, each one has their own sort of, you know, um, um, exception, right? The shalme nidava you can bring whenever you want. The olas chova is entirely burnt. So each one has the reasons why they might be different from shalme chova. However, um, what they have in common, what the Shalme Nidova and the Olas Chova have in common is that they both require that they're a Korban Yachid, an indiv- uh, a Korban offered by an individual, and they require Smicha. So therefore also the Shalme Chova, which is a, uh, Ola, uh, which is a, which is a, uh, sacrifice, uh, an offering that is offered by, uh, an individual person, it will also, right, the Shalme Chova will also require Smicha. Um, hmm. How did that go, friends? It was like kind of okay, right? Now, Frek the Gemara, wait a second. Do Beshamai really hold that Shalmei Chova do not require Smicha? I mean, we even learned the other day, I think yesterday we saw a Brisa, where Beshamai just says that you would do the Smicha before Yom Tif, but you would still have to do Smicha, you just wouldn't do it on Yom Tif. Perfect the Gemara, we were just saying that according to Beshamai, you don't actually do smicha at all on a shalme chagiga. So affecting more of a savi bishami shami chovalo boy smicha. Do bishami really hold that for obligatory shlomim offerings you don't do smicha ve'atanya? But we learn in a brisa. Om Rabbi says Rabbi Yosi lo nechliku bishami ve'sil ala smicha atz moshetzari. Both bishami and ve'sil agree that you have to do smicha. There's no question about that. What do they argue about? What they argue about is, do you need to do smicha immediately before the shechita? That Beishamim says, no, you don't need to do the smicha immediately before the shechita. You can even do it on Erev Yom And because you can do it on Erev, and therefore it's better to do the smicha on Erev Yom and then just wait and do the shechita on Yom Rather than to do the smicha on Yom Tif, because you have to put all your weight on the animal, and it's like you're using the animal, which we, we generally don't do on Shabbos and Yom Tif. Whereas Basil says that no, it's important. Right? It's important that immediately after you do the smicha, you then slaughter the animal, and therefore you'll do it even on uh, Yom Tif. So according to this, both base Shammai and Basil agree that you have to do smicha. The question is just when. And therefore, why are we assuming that according to Beishama you wouldn't do smicha by Shammai Chova? So who the Amr Kiaitana? So the Gemara answers that um the that that when we say that according to Beishama, um um it, we do not require smicha. For Shalmei Chova, it's like the following Tana: the Tanya Amar Biosi Bab Yehuda lo nechliku beShamim beSil al Teichef leSmicha Shchita. It says Biosi Bab Yehuda that beShamim and beSil agree that immediately after you do Smicha, you have to then do Shchita. Okay, where they argue is that Amanechliku ala Smicha Atzma. The question is, do you actually have to do Smicha by Shalmei Chova? That in you know whenever you have to do Smicha, so you do Shchita immediately afterwards. The question over here is just simply, do you have to do smicha bechlal? Shebeshami om enotzarch ubesil om tzarch. The peshami says no, you don't have to do smicha at all. Whereas Basil says you do do smicha, and Mimela you're going to do it right before shchita, right before you slaughter the animal. So according to this, 
Tana Beishami says that you don't need to do smicha um, at all by Shalmei Chova. Okay, sounds very nice. Tana Rabbonin, the rabbis taught. Mais Behilal Azokin, there was a story with Hillel the elder. Ooh, with Hillel Azokin, Shehebi Olaso Lazare, that he brought on Yom Tif, his Korban Ola to the Azare. Now we learned in our Mishnah that according to Beishami, you do not offer um, Ola Sri'iya on Yom Tif. Whereas according to Beis Hillel, you do bring it and you do smicha as oichit. Uh, you do smicha as well. Shevi olasu lazar. So he brought his olas riyah to the azar. Lismo chaleah to do smicha and to slaughter the olas riyah. Biyomtiv an yomtiv chibu olav tamide shamei azokin. And sure enough, the students of shamei azokin, you know, went and surrounded. You know, went up to Hillel. Omrulo, they said to Hillel, Mativa shobehemuzo. What is this animal doing over here? He'll said to them, Oh, nothing. It's just a female animal. And I brought it as a shlomim. And as Rashi points out, that, that a, a, a female animal would not be able to be brought as an ola. So therefore he's saying, look, it's a female animal. And you know, I'm bringing it as a shlomim, not as an ola. So even though he really was bringing this animal as in Ola and he was going to do smicha, but he didn't want to sort of confront the students of Beis Shammai as Rashi, Rashi sort of directs us to the Gemaras and Aflamid of Misech Shabbos that describe um, Hillel's uh, um, humility. And therefore, um, Hillel did not want to uh, have a confrontation with the students of Beis Shammai. So he says, look, I'm not bringing a Korban Ola I'm really just bringing a Corbin um, Shlomim. Kishkesh Loim Biznova. So then he went to the tail of the animal to demonstrate to them that this is really a female animal. But they were uh, impressed by his um, sort of uh, poker face and they went on their way. And that day, sort of, Beis Shammai got the upper hand against Beis Hillel, right? They basically intimidated Beis Hillel and forced Beis Hillel to sort of concede to them. And they wanted to establish the halacha like Beis Shammai. And there was there a one elder from the students of Beis Shammai, from the students of Shammai Azokin. His name was Baba Ben Buta. He knew that Lemai said the halacha was like, like Basil. He was a student of Shammai Azokin, but he knew that the halacha was like Basil. He went and brought over all of the best um, sheep in Jerusalem, and he stood them in the Azar of Omar, and he said, There's a girsa change, If somebody wants to come on Yom Tif and bring his Ola Asriya, Come to smicha and offer your olas re'iyah. V'oso hayom, and what ended up was that that day, in in turn, Gavra Yadon Shalbeis Hillel. What ended up happening was that the hand of of, of Hillel overcame. V'kavu alacha kemosan, and they established alacha like like Beis Hillel. V'lo haya sham adam she'ir bedavar klum, and nobody said a, a word. Um, I.e., in the end, they established alacha like Beis Hillel. Wow, very, very interesting. There was another story with a student of, with one of the students of Basil, 
that he brought his an, an, an animal that he was going to offer as a ola to the azar. And a certain student from the from from Beishamai found this student of Be, of Beishilel, and he said to him, Amarlo, he said to him, Mazo smicha. What 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 what's this smicha business that you're doing over here? Amarlo, to which the student of Beishilel um, uh, responded, Mazo shtika. He said, Well, why don't you be quiet, right? So the student of Beishamai said, What is this? Uh, Smicha, what's the smicha that you're doing? To he says, what is this quiet that I guess you're not doing? He basically said, be quiet. Shasko ben Azifa, and he shut him up. And the student of Shammai went on his way. Amr Abaye says, Abaye Hilkach. What do we see from this story? That if you have a young Torah scholar, a young Torah student, and his friend says something to him, don't respond more than what your friend um, says to you. That the student of Shammai said to him, what is, right, which is three words, and the student of Basil just responded in the same three words, no more, no less, what is this quiet? All right, very, very interesting. Okay, so to, to respond in just a very concise way. Okay, that's good. So Basilel said to Beishamai. Now Basilel, of course, said that you're allowed to bring the Olas Re'iyah on Yom Tif. says that you're not allowed to bring the Olas Re'iyah on Yom Tif. So Basilel says to Beishamai, he says, Look, um, on Shabbos, when you know, regular people are not allowed to cook Right, on Shabbos, and yet, right, slaughter animals and cook meat, cook animals on Shabbos. Yet, in the Beis Hamikdash, you're allowed to offer korbanos, you're allowed to offer the korban toda, korban musaf. Malkum shemutu lehediyat. Well, on Yom Tif, when you're allowed to make your own, you're allowed to make your own uh, food. So, eno din shemutu legavor. Well, then, if you could be making your own food, semimele, you can also uh, bring korbanos for God. Amrilaim Bes Shamai says Beshama Nidarma Nidavas Yochikl, but what about Nidharma Nidavas? Shemutul Hedja of Asulagavoa, that at the end of the day, right, that you agree, um Basilal, you agree that we don't offer Nidharma Nidavas on Yomtif, and even though you're allowed to offer you know you're allowed to uh, slaughter your own meat and eat that on Yomtif, but you wouldn't be allowed to bring Nidharma Nidavas, it says Beshama, we're just saying the same thing. That yeah, just like you can't bring the Dharma and Davos on Yom Tif, you also can't bring Ola Sri'il. Amulayim Basil, to which Basil responds, Mala Nadharma and Davos, Shain Kavulayim Zman. But Nadharma and Davos are unique in that they don't have any kind of specific time when you have to bring them. Bring them whenever you want. Doesn't have to be on Yom Tif. Tomar Ba Ola Sri'il, Shikavulayim Zman. Are you going to apply the same logic to Ola Sri'il that they have a specific time that you have to offer them? Amulah and Beishami. So Beishami says to Beisel, what do you mean? Avzoin kavul azman. The Shame, the Olas Ria also does, doesn't have a specific time that it has to be offered because after all, Titnan Mishilochog biyom tivrishen shalchag chogig valech kol aregel kulo. After all, we have a Mishnah that says that if somebody didn't bring the Korban um, Chagiga on the first, the first uh, Yom Tiv, so then Chogig valech kol aregel kulo. 
So you can always make it up the entire festival, including Shmini Atzeres. And I guess that that would apply to the Olas Re'iya as well. Okay, fine. Um, it's new. So, so, so says Beis Shammai, what do you mean? There isn't a specific time for the Olas Re'iya. Because if you didn't offer it on day once, you could offer it for the entire Chag. Amulayim Beisil, to which Beisil responds, Avzok Avul Azman. But, um, what do you mean? But there is a specific time frame. The Tanan, Avraregah Velochag, if the festival passes and you didn't offer your Korban, Enochai Bachar Yusa, you don't have to bring it anymore. So we see that there is a specific time, i.e. on the Regal. Amulayim Beishamai, to which Bishamah responds, but But doesn't the Pasuk say that, right, that that is what you can eat for you, but not for God. So we don't bring the Ola Surya. To which Basil responds to Bishamah, but doesn't the Pasuk say, right, that was the Pasuk say, it says, they bring it for Hashem, call Hashem. Anything that's for God, including the Ola Surya. Well, then why does it say Lochem to you? Yeah, you can make food for yourself, but not for Kusim. You can make food for yourself, but not for uh, dogs. Abishol Abishol says the, the Kavachomer slightly different. That Umabimakum that when Basil is arguing to Beishamai that you should be able to offer the Ola Surya on Yom Tif, he says, look, in a place where, you know, if you have a stove, as we learned about Masech Shabbos, a kira, a stove, can uh, hold two pots. So if you have a place to kira, that if you have a um, pot on your stove, kira, I'm sorry, kira, when you're not allowed to put, um, right, when you're, uh, stove is closed that you're not allowed to use it i.e. on Shabbos when you're not allowed to cook your Esrabcha Psucha yet the um, stove of your uh, master is open i.e. you can offer korbanos to God when your uh, uh, oven is is open and you're allowed to cook on it well then certainly the um, uh, oven of your master should be open and you should be allowed to offer uh, korbanos on Yom Tif v'chein badin and also makes sense that your table shouldn't be filled while your master's table is empty. What's the difference between the Tanakama who learns it out, the Kavachomer, from... Um, I'm sorry, why, so why, why did um, Abishol not mention that the, that Beishami responds to Basil and says, well, um, what about the Nidarim and the Nidavis? That are allowed to be right, right? That we don't offer on Yom Tif. So answers the Gemara. B'may komifligay my sava nedarim nedavus kraven biyom tif my sava in kraven biyom tif. That according to uh, the Tanaka, uh, according to Abba Shaul, Beisila would say that nedarim nedavus would be able to be offered on Yom Tif. Therefore, Beishami couldn't respond to Beisila. But what about the nedarim nedavus that are not allowed to be offered on Yom Tif? Whereas According to the Tanakama, according to Basil, you're not allowed to offer Nidharm and Nidavas on Yom Tif. And therefore, um, and therefore, Beishamah was able to respond to Basil, hey, what about Nidharm and Nidavas? After all, you're not allowed to offer those on Yom Tif. Okay, sounds very nice. Amr Ravuna 
says Ravuna, the Divya Omen and ain't craven beyomtif. Okay. So according to the Manda Omar who says, according to the view that you're not allowed to offer Nedarim and Nedavis on Yomtiv, don't say, well, that really technically Midoraisa you would be allowed to offer Nedarim and Nedavis on Yomtiv, just that for Abanu de Gazibu, but the rabbis made a Gezerah, Shema Yasha, that, well, we don't want you to just leave all your Nedarim and Nedavis for Yomtiv, so therefore, even though Midoraisa you technically could offer Nedarim and Nedavis on Yomtiv, the rabbis said not to. No, don't say that. According to the opinion that says that you're not allowed to offer Nedarim and Nedavis on Yomtiv, that's even Midoraisa you're not allowed to offer Nedarim and Nedavis. Nami lo chazu doshte alechem, dechovas hayom ninu, veleko lemigzer shemayashe, veeno doche. Because if we take a look at the Shtei Alechem, the Shtei Alechem are the two wheat chametz breads that are offered on Shavuos. Now these breads have to be prepared before Shavuos. And if they are, and if, and if you didn't prepare them before Shavuos, you're not allowed to prepare them on Shavuos. And even though that is something that is a chiyuv to be offered that day, the Shtei Alechem, and you know, it's not like you're gonna, it's not like a, a nedar, nedar, nedar that you'll push off and wait until the Chag to, to do. I mean, it has to be specifically that day. But yet, since you could have offered it before Shavuos, since you didn't offer it on Shavuos, you lost your chance. So you're also, if you have nedar, nedar, that you could have offered before the Yomtiv, well then, if you uh, didn't offer it before the Yomtiv, you're not allowed to offer them on Yomtiv, and that is Mide Oraisa. Okay? Fine. Ibarlu de Asakasha, the Divra Omen Nedarim and Nedavis and Craven Biyomtiv. So, according to the Manda Amr, who says that Nedarim and Nedavis are not allowed to be offered on Yomtiv, over Vishachat Mai. What if he didn't listen to the rules and he slaughtered this Korban anyways? Rava Amr Zorik is Adam Amanas Latir Basu Bachila. So, Rava says, okay, fine. So, you weren't supposed to offer that Korban on Yomtiv, but you did. So, Rava says, look, take the blood, throw it on the Mizbeach. And now you can eat the meat and you'll have Simchas Yomtiv. Rabbi Barvuna Amor says, Rabbi Barvuna Zorik Kesadam Amunaslak Te Emur in the Arab. That you throw, you can throw the blood of the Mizbeach so that then that night you'll be able to burn the, the specified parts on the Mizbeach. That even though you wouldn't do it on Yomtiv, but any, uh, Corbin that its blood was thrown on the Mizbeach during the day, so then you could burn the, 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 Parts that you're supposed to burn on the mizbeach um, all night. So therefore, says says Rabbi Barifuna that do the zrika sadam so that at least you know that night you'll be able to then since you threw the blood during the day you'll be able to burn uh, whatever you have to at night. My benai was the nafkamina between Rava and Rabbi Barifuna. Ike benai nitma basar o well, what if the meat becomes tummy, or what if it gets lost? In that case, you won't be eating the meat, and you won't be getting, you know, simchas yomtiv from it. So the Rava lo zarek, the Rava barifun zarek. According to Rava, you wouldn't do the zrikas adam, because according to Rava, the whole point of doing the zrikas adam is so that then at least you can eat the meat. But if you're not going to be able to eat the meat because um, it became tummy or it got lost, so then so then you wouldn't do zrikas adam. Whereas, right, so. Um, what does the Gemara say? L'Rava lo zarek, l'Rava barifuna zarek, that according to Rava you wouldn't do Zerika Saddam, whereas according to Rava barifuna you would still do Zerika Saddam, because at least you would still be able to um, burn the, the um, you know, you'd still be Yotze, the Chiyuv, of, of the, um, of the Korban. Okay, fine.
So according to Rabbah Bar Afuna, at least this way, it'll be a kosher korban by doing this because of the Mesve, we have a kasher. So what if you have the sheep that are korban shlom that you bring on Shavuos with the Shteh So with the Shteh we bring these two sheep as a shlom. And if you slaughtered them as, let's say, an Ola, with the wrong intention, or maybe you slaughtered them before Shavuos or after Shavuos, you messed up. So you can throw the blood on the Mizbeach and then you can eat the um, meat. But if it was Shabbos, right? Because then Rashi points out that, um, what does it say? That even if you offer a Corbin with the wrong intention, you could still offer it. It just doesn't count for your chov, but you could still offer it. And therefore, um, so even if you, you know, had the intention of an ola with these Corbin uh, shlomims that come with the shteyalechem, um, okay, you could still offer it and you could still eat the meat. So therefore, says the b'risa, okay, even if you did it shalol so nonetheless, adam yizarek v'abasa yoachol, you can do zrikas adam and you can eat the meat nonetheless. But what if it was Shabbos? And on Shabbos, you're not going to be able to cook the meat. So lo yizrok, so then don't do zrikas sadam vim zarak. So hurts amenas lakter mu na'ev. Okay, if you then memel, if you threw the blood of the mizbech, so if you say then at least you'll be able to burn whatever you have to burn that night. Im zarak di evit in lechatchila lo. Now points out the gemara. It says im zarak. If he did throw the blood of the mizbech, meaning really he shouldn't, because since you can't eat it, because since you can't cook it, you're not going to eat it. So therefore, you really shouldn't be doing zrikas sadam. If you did, so then okay, beseder. So bishlam the rav and nicha. So then, so then, this makes sense according to Rav. El Rav Barufuna Kash doesn't make sense according to Rav Barufuna because if it was Rav Barufuna, he would say, "Look, do this Zvika Sadam anyways." So Kasha, we by saying a shiny Shavus Shabbos, Shavus Yom Tiv, or you could say that on Shabbos we're more stringent than we are on Yom Tiv. That even if on Shabbos we're saying that you wouldn't do Zvika Sadam, but um, on Yom Tiv we would still do Zvikas uh, Adam for this um, uh, Corbin. That you um, offered, anyways. All right, friends. So that was Daf Chof, Daf Twenty of Masech the Beitza. It was kind of yeah. We had to really work through that Daf, I think. Um, some of the sugas that we saw today were about the pasuk that says that Vayasel um, Kamishpat by the Olas Chova um, that we had to learn out from a pasuk that right that you right, that, that, that they do smicha. The question was that maybe that should only be according to Beis Shammai. Who says that by Shalmichova uh, you don't do smicha, or so we wanted to assume. Um, and then we ended up saying that no, it could even be according to Basil, because even according to Basil, the only way that we know that by Shalmichova uh, you do smicha is from both the fact that we have the Pasuk by Shalmichova, by, by uh, Olaschova, as well as by Shalmei Nidava. So we said that Pasuk is both for Beishamai and also for Beisil. And then we got into an interesting question about, well, does Beishamai in fact hold that you need to do smicha by Shalmichova or not? Right? One way was to say that, no, according to Beishamai, you don't need to do smicha when it comes to Shalmichova. Eh, and only Beisil says that you do smicha. The other way to understand it is that, no, Beishamai says that you do do smicha, you just do it before Yom Tiv because you don't have to do it right before you do Shrita. So you do smicha for the Shamichova, you just do it before Yom Tiv. Then we saw different dialogues between Beishamai and Beisil about Beisil making, you know, ar- making their argument that you should be able to offer the Olas Ria on 
Yomtif because they said, look, at the end of the day, you know, if on Shabbos, when we're not allowed to be making our own, you know, slaughtering animals and cooking them and roasting them, whatever, yet we, there are korbanos that we bring for God. Well, then when we're sitting there and we're making our own meals, certainly we should be able to bring an Ola Surya for God. Um, to which the Beishamai says, yeah, but what about, um, the Nidarm Nidavos, which we don't necessarily offer? Um, and we ended up getting to the fact that Beishami says, well, it says, Lachem velo legavo. And Beisil says, yeah, but it also says, Lachem, that any kind of korban for Hashem. And he says that Lachem excludes Kusim and Klovim. We then saw the view of Abba Shaul that says that actually the metaphor was that if you have a stove and you have, you know, when the stove, when your stove is closed, yet your master's stove is open, but if your stove is open, so Mimela then, your master's stove should be open as well. And they also brought the analogy that the metaphor that you shouldn't have, the example that you shouldn't have us sitting here eating while the Mizbeach, while God is um, empty. We then asked the question of what happens if a fellow, um, you know, if you assume that you're not allowed to offer Nadarm and Nadavis on uh, Yom Tif, so what happens if a fellow does go ahead anyways and offer Nadarm and Nadavis on Yom Tif? So, we saw machlokas between Rava and Rabbi Barfuna. Rava says that, well, as long as you could still eat the meat on Yom Tif and get Simchos Yom Tif that way, so you could do the Zrika Saddam to eat the meat. Whereas Rabbi Barfuna says that, um, whereas Rabbi Barfuna says that you do the Zrika Saddam anyways, you know, even if you can't eat the meat, the point is that, you know, okay, so you slaughtered this Korban, at least, you know, do Zrika Saddam and salvage it and, you know, get the mitzvah for it and treat it as a Korban. All right, friends, that was Daf Chof of Mesechta. Uh, Beitza, I hope you enjoyed it. Cheers.